Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info, and hopefully the third time's the charm. If you're watching this or listening to this or watching it afterwards, you missed all the fun that now it's like the third time that we're trying to get this rolling. So uh, I'm going to skip with the other pleasantries. And Scott, you want to just get into it before the my internet decides to go on vacation again? Sure, about 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 what's left in the set and all that. Uh, well, I was going to dive right into the cards, but it, so to bring everybody up to speed, since you wouldn't have heard the other pieces, uh, we were trying to have a conversation about how we're closing in on the end of spoiler season. I like having the full context of the set, and Scott, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, so given, given the fact that you only have so many opportunities to actually play with the cards in a competitive setting... And only so many of them are actually going to to see play. Some of them might get replaced by others, depending on the situation. So it's good to have the whole set in front of you. So that way, like, you know, if X card is better than Y card, then you probably won't even use Y card. So even though we might be saying it's really good now, in context, it just may not be, just might get pushed out by something else. Exactly. Yeah, it's it definitely changes the whole perspective on all the cards as a whole and it, the meta. I mean, th- these are not really profound statements. It's kind of obvious if you think about it for even just a few moments, but um, to me, it, it's, I want to get to the real stuff. And while it's cool with all the possibilities, I'm more concerned with what I can actually feasibly do. Uh, and that's why I yeah, tend to have more fun on that end. But I guess without much further ado, because who knows how long my internet is going to hold out, uh, we're going to talk about the reveals. So since we are closing in, there's just a scant few cards remaining at this stage. Um, We threw out numbers in one of the umpteen number of attempts prior to this, because Scott, I think you had counted them up at like seven characters, six stratagems. And 26 battle cards before we got the ones today. Yeah, sounds about right. So uh, we're definitely getting close there. But some of these were significantly more exciting than, I'll say, the, the last batch that we had. Yeah, listening back to the last batch, definitely. These are definitely better. Yeah, yeah just, just a little bit. Um, so first one up is Kamian Crash. Uh, which, by the way, I'll I'll talk about the artwork in a second, but it's hilarious to me. Uh, it's one black pip. It's an action. Do one damage to one of your characters. Do two damage to an enemy. And, uh, Scott, before I start waxing poetic about the artwork, uh, let me kick it to you for the actual gameplay implications. Uh, so, yeah, this is pretty crazy. Uh, doing one damage to one of your own characters is not only... In most situations, not a downside. It's actually an upside for certain situations. Like, I have an Energon Axe in my hand and things like that. So, um, there are plenty of situations where you want your characters to be damaged. Or, you know, like, um, uh, Windsweeper or, or Slipstream, things like that. Like, there's plenty of situations as to why you want your characters to be damaged. Which, in those situations, will ultimately just damage your opponent's characters as well. Um, so, if you're, able to, if you're able to concoct certain situations like that, it's just going to be a a pipped, like, bolt of lightning in certain situations, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that aside, just looking at it as a normal card, I mean, assuming that the one damage to your character is not really that much of a downside because you are doing more to them, it's basically just a pipped plasma burst. Yeah. Um, and specifically, like, a positive pip in the sense of, like, horrible or other cards that 
are really powerful that key off of having black pips. Right. Um, so to me, this card is nothing but upside, um, considering it has a pip. It's a it's a good amount of damage. It, it has use, like when you flip it, unlike you know Plasmaverse, which I use for a very long time, haven't used in a while, but like it's the fact remains that like these types of abilities are still really powerful, and when you can turn the dual sided effect into your advantage, which I think you're able to do with this card quite easily, um, it's just going to be really powerful. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you had said Plasmaverse had its place for such a long time and then has kind of faded down by the wayside. Uh, I think the fact that it's specifically a black pip is going to cause it to see a lot more play, especially initially horrible, as you were talking about. Um, obviously, Cup is going to care about self-damaging yep. cards. Uh, the There's somebody else. That, there's a Decepticon that cares besides Bludgeon. Um, oh, yeah. It's, a, um, it's, it's Windsweaver, the, uh, the plane. The, yeah, like, you, you the did plane say that. Arrow. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, but even beyond that, things actually care about being black pips now, whereas, I mean, this seems pretty strong anyway, but the fact that we actually have things that care about black pips means that it's much more likely to see play. I think, say, if we saw this in Wave 3, we'd probably be having a, a different discussion simply because there wasn't much support on that end. Even inside... Uh, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I, I agree there's definitely more support now. Yeah, so. well, the where I'm going with it is I don't know that at if we had it at that time... Black pips were just, I mean, we've talked about it many times. They aren't the most exciting pip to have on a card. So it would have been, okay, is this really that much of a benefit over Plasma Burst when I'm pinging my own character? Which, again, generally won't matter. But I feel like the trade-off would have been much tighter than it is today. Yeah, I just think it's this This winds up being similar to, um, what was the blue one that let you draw two cards? Oh, uh, it was scouting mission. Is that yeah? It was something scout. Yeah. So, like again, if as long as you have the ability to turn your downside into an upside for you, and it's usually going to mean doing more damage to your opponent, right? Like, I mean, there's there's nothing but upside with this card. Exactly. Now, I did say I wanted to bring it up. I love the artwork where this is kind of like the in joke of Ramjet being melee, and it's a plane that rams you. <laughs> And it's I I think that's Nautica just mowing down what whatever random Decepticon is getting crushed here. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know I I find the artwork kind of amusing. But anyway, the the, the card itself I do it, just like we talked about with Scouting Mission, the self damage making this so unique, like you said, turning the disadvantage into an advantage, and just makes the gameplay interaction significantly more interesting than just deal two damage to something. Yeah, agreed. So, I really do like this card, and I expect we're going to see it. I mean, I'm very curious where it's going to show up it, it, outside of the obvious stuff. Like, uh, for example, Sound Blaster has been looking for more solid black pips to maybe make our Disruptor Blades stick around more readily so that you can transfer them kind of thing. Um or, you know, other weird scenarios like that. I'm curious if it's going to show up in, in those places. Yeah, I mean, the 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 Black Pip deck certainly has a lot of support from, like, especially, if, like, I mean, I always keep coming back to the horrible situation, but I can't think of another one that keys off it that directly other than, like, Detritus. Um, 
Right. So I'm curious to see how it shapes up. Like, I mean, we have a lot of black pips, obviously, like with mercenaries. So hopefully this will give them a chance to to see some more play as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to Kami and Crash. I expect we're going to see a fair amount of it. So uh, let's move on to Hollow Matter Projector, which is a green pip upgrade. We have one defense. It's an armor. And when the upgraded character can't, or excuse me, the upgraded character can't take non-attack damage from your opponent's cards. So it was weird when this was first revealed because the first thing that it's just a straight up upgrade, no pun intended. Intended, I guess, uh, over defensive driving. Like, am I missing uh, something? I mean, it's just white versus green. I mean, we see that situation. Right. I mean, it's not, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, it's not literally a strict upgrade. But, uh, I mean, it, it's as close as it gets, I guess. I mean, I see a lot more pocket processors flying around than I do data pads ever did. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, know. <laughs> you, you are correct. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess by that argument, yes, it's a straight upgrade. Well, beyond, even beyond that, it provides an armor, whereas defensive driving didn't. Defensive driving reduced oh, yeah, it exactly. by one. Now they just straight up can't take damage. It's It feels like on all fronts, it's just beating the pants off the previous option, which, I mean, that happens. Card, It's not necessarily a, I mean, I guess it is power creep, but it's not in this, the colloquial sense that people typically use it, where it's just, Okay, well, this card has 10 extra stats sort of thing, but it is pretty close because it just seems to be so much better. That being said, the most I've seen defensive driving is in combo decks. Oh, hold on. Good. <laughs> uh, so the most we've seen defensive driving is out of combo decks. I mean, do you anticipate that we're going to see a lot of this because of, well, things like Kami and Crash and other burn cards? Probably out of the sideboard. I don't know that you want to run this main deck. It does provide an armor, though? Yes, it does. I mean... I, I mean, what, do... Or would orange decks want this? I don't Like, why orange decks? Like, I, I don't think there's any reason. Yes, I, I don't know. I mean, so... Okay. Airstrike might have a home for this. Yep, that's what I mean. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like they have better things to do. Um, I this mean, they, is, gotta, they, they, they gotta stay around, right? I mean, like, I mean, I mean, well, yeah. do they? I mean, if they just get in and chunk a bunch of damage, or they go kill something and then die, like they don't care. <laughs> they don't want to be two for one though, outside of combat, which is kind of the issue. But we'll see. Right. I mean, that is the concern. I don't know if they'd necessarily, excuse me, go to that this length, but this feels. Uh, I guess the. the the best way for me to phrase this is that it feels like if they were going to power creep something, it's just like, yeah, this is a straight up upgrade over a previous card in a number of ways. This is a safe one to do it on because it's like, it's very narrow and you don't, I don't anticipate they're breaking anything by going this route as opposed to like, oh, let's make a better grenade launcher. No, oh. I agree. I mean, the, the original card only saw play as a result of anti-combo, mm. like the playing damage. So, as a its original use, it would never see play because you weren't doing enough. But yeah. this would do more 
So we'd probably see more universal play for what defensive driving, I think, was intended to do. Right. I mean, it makes sense that it's in this set given the the burn sub-theme that we've seen across a number of cards. So it makes sense that an effect like this would show up. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I would want to expend a card slot and card play to stop horrible decks. Like, not terrible decks, like the card horrible. No, I, know. <laughs> I know, I want to clarify that because it sounded weird after I after I said it. What about uh, Scrap Mode? Like, do you think Insecticons would want this? Because it, it really, really, like, takes away his I downside. F- so, I f- at least in my opinion, it feels as though aggro decks have to constantly be doing things, generally two things, to keep pace. Now, mm-hmm. things like the Airstrike Patrol obviously can make up for doing two things in a turn because they get their self-buff and blah, blah, blah. I I don't know if they want to invest. I feel like they don't want to invest a card because this is not advancing the board. It's just not losing as opposed to winning. But that guy, like, can win you a game if he can't be damaged outside of combat. So I think there might be a use there. It's possible. Like, yeah, I could see it. Definitely in a sideboard. I mean, for sure in that deck. But, like, I think... I think it may have a place as a one of in a random Insecticon deck just because I think getting it on him is going to be probably pretty game-changing, I would think. I mean, it's definitely... Yeah. Like, like, would you play a card that said, like, force your opponent to attack you one more time? Like, it basically will blanket attack for right. a Shrapnel, so... I'm, I'm curious, so let's say you're playing into Insecticons. They drop this on Scrapnel. Uh, and your arbitrary blue deck with burn cards. Obviously, it turns them off. Do you think that this influences that you would play, like post-board, would you board in as the blue deck uh, armor removal? Or do you think you just play around this in some way? I don't know what that play around scenario would be, but... I mean, most, quote, blue decks, I mean, that I play anyway, usually have, like, a Bashing Shield in them to begin with, so, mm-hmm. like, I don't think that it's that big of a deal. Like, you would just keep it in for the same reasons you would keep it in if they were siding in force field anyway. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. it definitely gives you if you've passed by it and you're like, oh, I don't need this and this against this deck, and then they flip that over. Like, you're gonna be like, hmm, in for a bad time, I would think. So yeah, game yeah. three, you may be boarding those bashing shields back in or whatever they happen right. to be. Um, right. I I can definitely get behind the the scrapnel scenario because you can create some sort of a soft lock and actually. So, I that leads me to the next thing is, would this show up as a Scrapnel pseudo softlock main deck in non-Insecticon things, or is that going too far? Because, I again, uh, I think Insecticons want to be more proactive, but I could see them maybe reaching for a couple copies since it's green, but is there a deck of just Scrapnel in this thing? I don't like Scrapnel outside of Insecticons to begin with. I just don't think, I think even with his ability, it's really hard to, like, because what Insecticons does is forces you to attack the the targets that do more damage. I'm not really positive you can cause that situation, no matter what other deck he's being played in. Because like the only other situation would be like some kind of like three wide or four wide aggro deck where he's like not the main target, then he just winds up being left at the end anyway. And I don't think this necessarily like I don't think he becomes the direct damage target anyway in that situation. So that makes sense. I think he's I think he's only direct damage in Insecticons because of how he, he will eat so many obvious attacks where you want to be sticking them into the other guys. Like, if that's not going to be the situation, then... I mean, it may be 
it wouldn't be much of a different plan. It just wouldn't necessarily advance the other guys' mm. clock, clocks any differently. So. In some arbitrary wide orange deck featuring Scrapnel that's not Insecticons, I could see this definitely being a, I mean, it's a green force field to some extent because yeah, you, you can't, for all the reasons that you've already stated, Scott, like it's, if they don't have the Bashing Shield to remove this, Scrapnel is two built-in force fields on that character. So then this negates the only other way around it. Maybe there's something there, but it, I think to our, what we were originally starting with, it's obviously niche. It's just going to be a matter of, is this really worth a play? And I can't quite envision if it is yet out of the decks that would quote unquote, obviously want it. Does this stop the Metroplex ability? Like, do you have to damage them to tap them or is it not? Uh, you would still tap them, I think. I don't have the text of Metroplex, and he's behind me, behind the green screen, so I can't go get him. Um, he's. I'm pretty sure it's independent, so you would tap okay. them, but they just wouldn't get pinged. Okay. Which I guess, I mean, in the Metroplex into Insecticons, obviously they just send them out again, but... Yeah, yeah, I was just curious if, like, you had... I don't remember... I couldn't remember if you had to damage the guy in order to tap. Right. Like, this would save you from that situation, but... I don't think there's a lot of situations like that where, like damage has to be dealt in order to do x other than like correct yeah the bludgeon, the bludgeon right right chat's confirming that yeah metroplex is yes tap no damage okay cool um well i think that covers it for hollow matter projector i guess the only other thing i had for it scott unless you had anything else was are you familiar with hollow matter i don't know if that was in your transformers time or not if it wasn't in G1, then I'm not familiar. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's pretty much what you think it is, but it's uh, it was in the comics, too. Like, is it just like Star Trek stuff? Like, uh, well, it was, it, it was technically in G1. Uh, I see chat saying the same thing. I, it's, um, uh, who was it that did, now I can't, I can picture the episode, but I can't remember exactly like all the, the trappings around it. But in the comics, basically, yeah, it was, it's a hologram. But it, you can actually touch it, basically. Oh, okay. okay. The idea was that, like, when they were transformed, they would hollow matter, uh, a like a driver in the car, or they would had a hollow matter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or they had hollow matter avatars when they would, um, like if they were they would project themselves as the native species when they isn't were on different how, worlds. Isn't this how they became Menasaur? Part of how they became Menasaur didn't doesn't Windcharger have one of these or something? And that's how they, like, when they combined to form Menasaur, when the, the Autobots did, they made themselves all look like Menace, all of the Sonicons. Yes. Chat's saying they tricked Ravage with it, which I do remember that. That's the one I'm thinking of. I know. Hound uh, has it. Hound has this. Yeah. Think, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yep. Good mm-hmm. timing. Chat said the same thing. Now we got more. Yeah. Definitely Hound. Chat. This is why I like live chat. They could, they could fact check us on the spot. Everybody pull up TF Wiki. <laughs> But I think Windcharger has something like this, too. That's how they became Menasaur. They were able to cause the illusion of them being Menasaur with somebody's ability to, like, keep them together as the combiner, too. It could be. My, I'll be honest, I gotta. I think I've mentioned this on the show before. i got to rebuy all my G1 DVDs because in the move to my current home, they all got destroyed. So i got to redo it. Gotcha. Um, all right, we'll move on from Hollow Matter <laughs> Projector, which... Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll move on to Industrial Grade Phase Charge, which yet another card that I'm going to be annoyed to write out just because the name is so damn long. But anyway, the card is pretty cool, though. 
One black pip, two static attack, it's a weapon. When the upgraded character attacks, you may scrap this card. If you do, the upgraded character gets plus three attack until end of turn. Scott, can you tell us all about how much Sound Blaster presumably loves this card? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you can always stack it in favor of what you want to do. Um, but he can't, I, well, I guess he, did we say he can sack the one he gets back, but he won't get the plus two also. But well, what you he can do is. Uh, okay, continue. I'll, I'll ask a question yeah. at the end. <laughs> Well, you can play it on him as your action, as your upgrade for the turn, and then sack it, and then get it right back. So he would wind up with a plus five that way, or you can just get it back. Um, but it, it, if it starts in the scrap pile, like it will want, like, and you use him to get it back, you can't. You can sack it for plus three, but you can't also get the plus two and the plus three. You you can only. It has to like start the turn cycle in play on him. Yeah, it has to be on him before you attack, because otherwise you're going to whiff that when this attacks window. Right. Which is what it boils down to. I think if I heard everything you said correctly, that's all accurate. So the the main plus, I guess, <laughs> is to play it on him and turn it into a plus five. Barring right, you don't... Go ahead. He'll get it right back, but the, mm. the benefit, well, you can actually get it as a... I mean, Presumably in any sound wiser, that should be a plus six because you should be playing our disruptor blade. Oh yeah, way. yeah, yeah. So I mean, and to be honest with you, any any weapon with a with a scrap itself, which we call sacrifice from other games, yeah. abilities will always benefit him. Absolutely. Which is which is probably why he's a specialist and not ranged for the reason to use um, javelins. You don't say. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Because the, the same thing would happen there. So, like, like I, yeah. I believe I'm pretty positive it's the only weapon that actually, other than javelin, that like allows you to destroy itself or scrap itself for an ability. So, anything like that, that is going right, to yeah. be a benefit for him. Absolutely. When you play it as the upgrade for the turn, because he can get back another weapon anyway. Right. But outside of him, like, I don't think because it's only a single black pip, right? Correct. Like, this is probably not good enough for other situations, I would think, although it does give you, like, I don't know, it's like, it's like a bad primary laser, worse grenade launcher, so like, I would Come on, it dodges would... sabotage armaments. It does. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you said that, it's like, yes, I know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, even like, even like decks that I think would want... Black hips, like horrible base decks and things like that. Like I just don't. I don't think it's good enough unless you're able to somehow. Yeah. Get, like the combo going on. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, the horrible decks. I I'd have to sit down and actually see how many quote unquote playable black pips versus. You know, like do I need the? I need to zap two things every turn, or can I get away with one? Uh, and. You know, what's the balance of how hard do I have to try before I start leaning into really bad cards? Yeah, like, it, like it's like an upgrade-based leap into battle if somehow you were to play more than one upgrade in a turn, and I still don't even think you would play it there either, so... Yeah. But you really wouldn't get it. I mean, there's no other... Again, there's no other way to... Like, if there was an ability to play more than one weapon in a turn for some reason... And basically use this as a leap into battle, then I 
guess you could make an argument for it, but does that situation even exist? I don't know. Sound Blaster. Other than like, <laughs> like that, yeah. I think that's it, at least right now. Um, I mean, I guess like a flipping Detritus would basically, on the same character that you were going to also attach another weapon, you could like flip Detritus, play this as essentially like a leap in a battle. Or is it only when he, oh no, it's only, it's only when it's attack. Yeah, I was about yeah. to interrupt you because I'm like, that yeah, shouldn't work. That doesn't even work. That that's why I'm work. saying it's only Sound Blaster at the moment, unless yeah. there's something really weird I'm forgetting. But uh, I mean, clearly there it's, where it's good yeah that that's the deck now whether sound blaster like this is enough to push it i don't know i mean there's certainly a lot of black pick help horrible seems pretty solid um maybe I that, still think it's that's probably only one of there i mean to be honest with you because you can just get it right back so like although i don't know well you want it beforehand so it could yeah. be this is your three of and then or a yeah. three of but again, it was yeah. also at least before the quantity of quality black pips without playing a mercenary was not exceptionally high. When you and where I'm talking about this is like the actual card text of the cards. Clearly you could get a lot of black pips, but yeah. a lot of them left you wanting when you had a handful of them. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm I'm looking forward. I'm definitely gonna be giving Sound Blaster another try because I really want it to work. It's currently the closest competitive quote-unquote sound wave deck so yeah <laughs> it's it for now it's as close as i'm getting barring some of these Fair. other cards uh since they said there weren't going to be repeat characters that kind well at least a very small number of them it very much killed my hope of a uh sound wave doom box titan master but what are you gonna mm. do mostly because i really want a a head mode named Doombox because that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I mean, there are other headmasters in newly released toy line, so I don't think oh, yeah. a, I don't think it's an ability that's going away. So. No, I agree. It's just it, it's also I mean, we've seen other combiners just not major combiner teams. I think Titan Masters and Heads will be much easier to squeeze into future sets because it it just doesn't chew up as many slots. Yeah, as long as um, like the whole, as long as there's like the little card like that has to come in the pack, also like, and they're not going to make a rule that like you have to get ahead with the body. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, any other thoughts for industrial grade phase charge? We need we need a nope. nickname for this. <laughs> yes, I'm just going to call it C4 or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so next card up is Last Stand. Yet another single black pip, but this time in action. One of your characters gets plus five attack until end of turn. KO at end of turn. So you have a a souped up reckless charge, so to speak. Yeah. Um It's funny in this game how much they really put value on like one number higher than something else. Um So here you have a a worse combat pip, allegedly. Um, for only plus one compared to Reckless Charge and a guaranteed KO versus a not guaranteed KO. Um, so, like, I can't see this being any more than a one-of in any deck, can you? Like, ever? Well, so it's the weird thing. Again, this is my brain going to, okay, what, what unfair things can I do that aren't <laughs> typical combat-based? 
the there are very few ways to just KO one of your characters in the game right now. Now, besides the voluntary promotion that already does it whenever you want, it's at the end of turn. Well, but that's the point, is that we, we have that, we have Peace or Tyranny, and it's this, I think. So it's just the fact that it does something unique there. Obvi- it was previewed with the, or, or mentioned in the preview, I forget whether it was in a tweet or something like that, uh, it's starting to escape me. It, it, it They brought up Battlemasters, and I don't think that's the home for this, because... To your point, it's at end of turn, so now it's, okay, I attack with my Battlemaster post-wheel with last stand. All right, great, it's a weapon. Oh, I just exposed my whole team. Right. Um, it, it may It'll be better with, well, if you pop a, a Titan Master to get the head, I guess, or... Um, yeah, that's I think. That was mentioned as well. Okay, there's... Yeah, you need those other sort of effects where, and there aren't enough characters, or there aren't a lot of characters that are looking to get KO'd. So if we have more that care when they're KO'd, that sort Quake of thing. I, yeah, I was gonna say Quake, um, but there there isn't a huge quantity of those at the moment that you can really leverage this with. I agree with you that I don't know. Uh, we say very very often that it's like, oh, well, we don't care about the damage from Reckless Charge because, well, that guy's going to die anyway. So then I think the next, next logical leap is, oh, well, what if it just killed your guy? Except act, there's a difference between forcing your opponent to still expend energy to address your card instead of doing it for them. Yeah, I mean, you literally have no choice in this situation. Like, your guy's just going to get KO'd. Right. It it um, does it could be relevant for all of the combiners that care about one of their pieces dying. Do you get the bonus till end of turn? Uh one of your characters gets plus five attack until end of turn. Now all based right, on so, the combiner rulings, would that transfer yeah, you, you to lose. the Yes, yes. It's just like I still yeah, it'd be bad for you. <laughs> no, no. So what I'm saying is, say you have two combiner pieces, you put it on one of them, you get in for five. He dies, you combine. Does the combined guy have plus five attack? And dies. <laughs> and end of turn, yes. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if the KO on there would carry over to it. Yeah, it does. It's just like I still function. It's, okay. it's not a good situation. You don't want to be in that situation. Okay, I was thinking that it gets the plus five. I guess, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, chat's bringing up revenge, and that was something else I was about to say. There, I mean, there's a revenge. Uh, it's frenzy. I think. What was that? Trip the God wants his card. Is that what you're saying? No, there, there's a one of Soundwave's cassettes. I think it's frenzy has a plasma burst attached, but he ha- would have uh, to attack in alt mode, which I'm pretty sure has like zero attack. But yes, Trip yeah, the God. Yeah. Pro- probably wants this i guess question mark i don't i don't know what the hell that it's, it's rumble i think it could be it's, rumble. Not, the cassette, it's not the cassette one it's the spy patrol one but yeah yes yeah and, yeah. and rap rap ad has the he has the espionage ability as his i don't know if i i want to go that far <laughs> but, i mean I, <laughs> I i was feeling bad with the the plasma burst the espionage is like all right that's a bridge too far um i mean i guess it's not a bad card for Trypticon. i mean that's that's a fair <laughs> statement i guess Okay, sure. 
I don't. I don't think it's that bad. Like I just, I I don't see. Like I feel like this had to give you attack and pierce. Like I just feel like the damage is not guaranteed for the cost for the price. I think it's it's one of those like if you go beyond this, like let's say it gave you eight attack. That is bridging the area where okay, it may not actually matter that your guy dies. I don't know. There were cards I was making up way back in the day that like, that, like were like this, mm-hmm. and I and I I thought it was going to be much larger than this for this cost. I would have expected that as well. Um, I'm not sure how far you can push it on attack, but the fact that it the character dies on your turn, therefore exposing your whole team, so you really only have a window of your second attacker could get this, you know, as in, <clears throat> excuse me, literally your second attack of the game, second attack post-wheel, that sort of thing. Or it's very much exactly what the card title says. All right, this is my last guy. I'm getting in. Either I win or I lose. So, I mean, I guess it sets up situations where if you have I still function, like the guy gets to attack again. So you're just, it's basically just a giant buff again that the guy doesn't get to block for. But, but that, yeah, I, it, I it screws with your combat so much because the guy's yeah. dying on your turn. Like, here's the comparison. How often do you one shall stand your own guy when he's going to get KO'd as a result? Yeah, fair. Like, really? that's the way I'm looking <laughs> at it. It's, yeah. I don't know, it's just, I'm not sure. Yeah, chat's yeah, throwing out a, a bunch of different ideas. I I won't go through all of them, but there, there's some interesting ideas there about other stuff. I just don't know. I don't know that there's anything better that like you can't again the flex the quote flexibility of reckless charge doesn't doesn't. Give <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I I like the artwork on this card. It is really cool. I do appreciate the uh, the tons of insecticons, and I do like that they actually have like. They've been doing this because they did this in the show too, or the upcoming show, where the stuff is basically a copy of the toy. Mm-hmm. So, like in the show, they have the kibble on the toy, like the car parts and stuff that normally they they don't animate because they look sleeker that way. But mm-hmm. now it's it's like tying the art into the the real life logistics of making the toys, which is interesting to me. But cool. Yeah, it does look like a Doom cover. Speaking of Doom, that's coming out tomorrow. Well, a few days ago at the time of this going live. But anyway. Cool. Uh, so let's move on from Last Stand. Let's talk about uh, Lucky Dodge, I guess. Oh, right. uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize what the card was up next until I hit the button. I'm like, uh, uh, well, okay, we're talking about Lucky Dodge. It's secret action. You reveal it if one of your characters defends and would take an odd amount of damage, an odd amount of attack damage, excuse me. When revealed, instead, that character takes no damage. Oh, and it, it costs a star. Oh, it has no pit. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, and by the way, we'll move on? Is that what we're saying? I I got nothing for I this mean, one. You can play with emergency defense field to guarantee you take no damage for the turn. If you play both of them in the same turn. That is a thing you could do. <laughs> and then they would both go away, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, so... I will say one thing, and, and chat called this out too, so we're on the same page here. So emergency defense system, right? Like yep. it, We knew there was going to be a counterpart for it, right? Mm-hmm. Do, they, do they really need stars? <laughs> do they really need no pips? I, I, no, like, I, 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 I don't. don't. 
I don't get this one at all. I mean, blank pip star cards better deal more than th- three or more damage. So, like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't get it. There's just oh, we talked about this with emergency events filters back in the day. I remember there's just no way of guaranteeing like the amount of damage you're going to take unless you're basically playing an aggro deck mm-hmm. where you have no way of your guy defending, but you have no way of affecting your opponents like combat to where they're guaranteed going to deal a certain amount of damage to you. You would have so to, just... the only way this works, and I could kind of see them doing this in the future, is if there was a character, well, I take that back, I can't see them doing this because then it would require a, a greater decision point on your opponent's turn. Uh, you'd need a character that voluntarily lost one defense when defending, if you chose could... to, because then you could control whether it's odd or even. Can you use this with Vanguard to like take no damage? Can you do the? Can you use this with Safeguard to take no damage? Do those things work? So you can't take more than three with Safeguard. I forget the wording on Vanguard exactly. I know it's five, but is it? I would think so. Yeah. So maybe that's something. I mean, does this work with Safeguard where you take no damage? I think so. I, I okay. I mean, like, I guess there's a use for it then. Sure. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I caused a star. I don't know because like those those are real situations that mm-hmm. you can talk. So I mean, like. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I'm 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 grabbing I'll, here. I but... will I will accept it. But we're still going to move <laughs> okay. on because I care more yep. about this card than the last one. That's magnetic dysfunction, <laughs> Ray. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, an orange and a black pip. Uh, it is an action, a Decepticon action, do one damage to each character and do one damage to each Autobot. So, all right, tell us all about why this is better than Photon Bomb, Scott. I mean, ignore, obviously it has pips, but. (laughs) I I mean, that's a huge, it has two relevant (laughs) Just, just by the way, (laughs) it has some pips. (laughs) Um, it has relevant pips. Um, it has, so there's a lot of cards now that key off of how many different colors that you're flipping. Uh, um, it has the black, which you've mentioned numerous times with cards like horrible and detritus and other things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, it, 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 it's really, really good with bludgeon, like really good, especially against Autobots. Like it's two separate instances of damage being dealt. So did we? So, can, is that confirmed that? It, I mean, as it's written, I would interpret it that way. There's nothing that's been shown to contradict that. Correct. It would say like do one damage to each character, comma, and two, one additional to, to, to one, yeah, yeah, or two to each auto. Like you know, mm. instead, it would say probably say comma instead do two to each autobot. Right. Because it doesn't say that. It's definitely two. Two independent packets yeah. of damage. Yeah. Yeah. So. This just, I mean, this auto goes in bludgeon decks regardless. And then when he's facing off against, when, when any one of his characters is facing off against Autobots, it's just going to be totally awesome. Um, yeah, Blowout City at that point. Well, maybe not Blowout, I mean, but it'll feel good. I mean, especially assuming I, I assume that his ability is going to work just like Erratic Lightning and all that, where you can go negative, quote-unquote, before you... To, yeah, so, to eat a future blue pip. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to be great in those situations. Um... I mean, this really, really hurts wide Autobot decks, like yeah. any patrol or um, 
uh, like a combiner team and things like that. So like this really hurts them. Um, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, right now, the Decepticon thing only matters for Shockwave, really. I was about to ask you, do you feel Shockwave cares about this enough? I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's it's, it's well, damage it's, out of Shockwave. So I mean, it's also you know, it's, off it's, color, so I don't know how close Shockwave or, is to pushing it there in that perspective. I mean, there's certainly Shockwave decks that have you know, jammed in two other ranged characters to try to run all the ranged cards. So I can't see why they wouldn't want to play this. Um, cards like Brawn love this again. Like anybody that like wants Battle Masters are going to like this. Um, yep. yep. There, there's a lot of it. it we said it with um, God. The cards. Oh, it, cup. I was cup about cup was on my list to ask. I was going to say we talked yeah. about this with Quake with just the symmetry of I know it's right. coming. I can build right. towards this. I hope you can because otherwise you're in for a bad day. Uh, Cup is also going to be interesting because it's, uh, well, I guess the way he's worded, he would get plus X attack for regardless of whether the damage was different packets or not. So in that case, it doesn't matter. But still, it's you're getting a benefit while strafing running your opponent's turn or board rather. It's, it's probably not good enough there because like I guess you're it, taking yeah. you're taking too much. Probably, I mean, I guess if he's like your only Autobot record, I guess it's fine. Then you're basically just like, I mean, in, in an Autobot and Autobot matchup, I guess it's good there, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I guess, yeah, I guess it's fine there, at least, like, one to two main deck, because in a, quote, Autobot mirror match, you're going to be way ahead in that deal. Yeah. Like, he's going to get the plus two, like, any one of your wreckers is going to get plus two attack, and they're going to take two damage, so it's like a, a four total. Yeah. Chat's asking, so, is, it, is it a plus four with Cup and Bludgeon? And yeah, depending on, it, it, assuming that things can go negative, like we were saying, yeah, this is this is going to hurt in a lot well, of scenarios. It's even more than that because he gets the plus two. Yeah, it, it's a straight, it's a plus four plus the damage you're doing. So like, yeah, even yeah, if they're, uh, yeah, even if they're, uh, um, yeah, it's even it's like a plus. Six, I think, in that situation. Well, with blood, if we say bludgeon, it's it's and assuming that it's hitting an Autobot, so it's two damage to the Autobot, negative two defense, and then where's the other two come from? The the buff being added to the wrecker. Oh, you're saying with cup? Yeah, like the like the defender is basically getting an additional plus two coming at them from the wrecker attacker. Does that make sense? Yeah, I follow what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, like, this is, you can definitely concoct scenarios where this is a complete, like, huge advantage for you, and, like, I think even, so, I don't know that it'll see a lot of play outside of those situations, I, well, I mean, there's so many of them that I don't think it matters. But. You'll, you'll be seeing this card in a tier one deck, I expect. Depends on whether that's a cup deck, that's a bludgeon deck, it's both, it's some other thing, um, but something's gonna feature this, I think. Yeah, I mean, the question is how many, like, I mean, any aggro deck is just going to run, like, any aggro decks are just going to run there, obviously. Um, outside of, I guess, probably Insecticon doesn't want it for Scrapnel, but, like, other ones are going to run this, like, guaranteed. Yeah. So, like, I guess the question is, like, because it's, it's on color, but, like, if it's off color, if you're running a blue deck, I guess it just comes down to, like, 
how many off colors cards can you run like with this mm-hmm. one shell stand and things like that like i don't know if this may keep one shell stand on the sidelines in certain decks not cup decks but in other decks this may replace that card coming back because like to me this is way better for horrible than than where i was just going to play one shell stand also in addition to the other damage you got. i think this is more powerful than that in that situation so yeah i could see that i i'd have to it's one of those scenarios where I do really need to start and like to our point at the beginning of the, the show that now that we're getting close enough to having the full spoiler, you can actually start getting shells for these decks because my brain, it's it. I very quickly end up with like 98 card lists because right. it's like, oh yeah, I end right. up including this and then this is awesome. And right. then, it's like, oh, yeah. uh, I actually have three decks now. So... <laughs> Um, you can set up a, you can start a chain reaction with this with Quake, for example. Like, you can start this giant like you know bunch of guys get KO'd. There will be there will be a lot of, of videos of that happening. I I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, it's, it, it can be fun in that way. Yeah that that's actually going to be really funny. That's actually going to be hilarious. But yeah, I I do expect that we're going to see this card showing up. It, it's really cool. Um. And it's nice to to see something Decepticon stamp that's good in the action yes. card department. But uh, let's talk about one of the other cards from today, actually. And that is Plasma Horns. So it's a white pip. It's a one attack weapon. When the upgraded character attacks and you flip battle cards, if you flipped at least four white pips, scrap this card. If you didn't, the upgraded character gets plus one attack until end of turn for each white pip you flipped. So, uh, the first thing I said offline was uh, a joke about Darby O'Gill and the little people for anyone who's ever seen that movie. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about, Scott? None. It's a, a movie about Darby O'Gill who's trying to catch a, the king of the leprechauns who gets three wishes or will provide three wishes. And there's a rhyme that he says, uh, and I'm trying to remember it. And I, I thought about it earlier, and then I forgot it when we started the show. Uh, but it's basically, uh, I, I'll grant you three wishes, great wishes and small, but if you wish a fourth wish, you lose them all. Nice. And the entire story, well, without going too far into it, the story is uh, Darby O'Gill had caught the King of the Leprechauns, got three wishes, he got tricked, wished a fourth wish, lost everything, and then the rest of the movie builds on that premise without spoiling too much. It's an old movie. Sean Connery's in it as a uh, supporting a- actor. It's a real movie, not a cartoon? No, it's a real movie. It from like, huh. I don't have any <laughs> idea what year. I remember watching it as a kid around St. Patrick's Day. And then <laughs> I I always, the only time a year I think about it is around St. Patrick's Day. But anyway, huh. di- digression about leprechauns aside, nobody who <laughs> tuned into this thought that that's what they were going to hear about. <laughs> and I have a good overlay card, the picture now you use. Yeah, you got to look for it. It's it's actually a pretty cool movie. I haven't seen it in, in a, a long time. Like I used to watch it with my dad when I was a kid. But anyway, uh, so as for the actual card, Mirage, get that one out of the way. Uh, give me something else, Scott. <laughs> well, I mean, the Mirage situation, You, have to, I think that's obviously why the thing is on there. Right, like no doubt about it. That's why the you would the be correct. <laughs> so because it is until end of turn too. So like, yeah, it would get mean. Right. Um, but that being said, like the problem I have with this card is is that 
I mean, I mean, I know this sounds obvious, but like it's not green, so like you can't build around this card. Although I guess the fact that it's an upgrade means it's treasure huntable. But like, how often has we have we tried to build decks around upgrades, <laughs> thermal weaponry, um, and they just never they just never work. Hey, 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 hey! It worked for like a couple weeks. That was a fun. Um, yeah. Um. So. Like, that's the problem, is is you can't depend on getting an upgrade unless you have a way of, like, guaranteeing getting in your hand, and mm. that this doesn't exist. So, like, in a fair deck, I don't, because there's no way to guarantee getting it, it's, it's like, you can't really build around. You need, and I do have one other oddball joke at the end, but there you can start adding this to a pile of... Yes, you can't guarantee getting plasma horns, but if there are enough things that show up with this sort of effect, it gives you the redundancy in those decks if that becomes a thing. But of course, it's contingent on we need like two or three more plasma horn type cards to supplement this. Um, I mean, we have we have them. We have all the white based upgrades from last time, but like all that really winds I, up doing is replacing the other color that you're trying to do anyway. Right, and it so becomes like, a trade-off of, okay, am I actually... How many white pips are now counting as oranges or whatever? Right, right. And then, like, at least in the cute reflexes space, it was counting as both. So, like, there was a that was okay, but eventually you start to hit a point where you're like, what am I really doing when I could just be doing one thing or the other better? And if I'm not constantly doing both, then it's like... Yeah. Like, what what, what advantage am I really getting here? And, like... Right, right. I mean, I don't know the situations outside of Mirage that this is that great. Well, I have one for you, because <laughs> okay. uh, okay. chat said it, but I was thinking the same thing, and it's the boat. <laughs> the rescue yeah, patrol. Okay. Except Fair. the problem there is he, I think, is more likely, or that team is more likely to accidentally pop this thing, because they're, as soon as you hit two whites, you're flipping, like, 35 more cards, or however many more you flip. It's oh like, yeah, it's true. It's, it's like, true. all right, well, you're gonna you're gonna hit your white pips, and then you're probably gonna wish your fourth wish, and you lost them all. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know what. I don't know what other decks like what other cards key off of having that many. Decks. So, mm. um, obviously, they're like you know the Mirage thing's obvious and probably fine, and you just have to make sure. Like, it's just gonna be. I mean, it's got to be mathematically impossible to not hit it without any kind of, like, focus-type effect, which, I mean, again, Acute Reflex is, is a card. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you, are you going to put the non-white on top to make sure you don't hit it at all and then hope that the second one is? Like, obviously, if you get, like, focus, yeah, it's a different story. Well, that's the thing. But, I like, guess if one of the remaining characters in the set has... Or maybe you play a Titan Master with the focus head... To, to give you another target that would be worthwhile, but then they would have to... I think the other limiting factor is, okay, you have Mirage, great. Who are you pairing him with? Because then Mirage is the only character that this goes on. But that's fine, because the, the buff is still end of turn. So, like, he will hmm. definitely end the game, like, for sure, because he will... If this you is... can make sure that this doesn't go away, I mean, it's, he's just going to constantly be broke. I mean, like... I'm not really yeah. that worried about that because it's like it's 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 that good on him if you can control the pace of play mm -hmm. or the pace of the flips with him. I just don't know that you can because 
you know, if you get this to go off once when he attacks and he does, doesn't go away, then he's a, you know, obviously for max value. Yeah, because it is adding it to the character, not to the weapon. So you're not, like, putting all your eggs in one basket if the second attack blows it up. Right. So he's a five to start with. Yes. So, like, then he's a nine. So, like, even if it goes, like, then it's, like, every attack he does from now on is nine. Which, I, I guess, given certain, well, no. I guess he can only really ever really only attack twice in a turn, right? Like, the way that the combat sequencing works. I think you only get yeah. to untap once just by verbiage of the card. To be honest, I haven't looked at oh, Wave right. 1 Mirage okay. in a long time, but I think that's what it says. Chat's saying it could work with Blur. Cosmos Rescue yeah, yeah, Patrol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would yeah, be funny. Any, 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 any end of turn effect is going to affect that. Like it, it, it would be good with Blur also because he can get the effect twice also. Yep. But, I mean, you're starting out at 3, so like you go to 7, then you go to 11 plus an actions. It's fine there, but but again, you're in a situation where can you build your deck around this without it being green? And I think the answer is no. So I think, therefore, mm. we're back to the only situation that's going to occur is in the Mirage deck. However, as we said for many cards in this set, this set is, has a lot of individually powerful battle cards and it will be very, very deck-defining in the decks that want to run them. So this will probably do that for that deck. I don't know what that deck looks like yet. <laughs> I'll be honest. Other than it, obviously it already, a lot of white pips, it already exists now, like in I the mean, shadows places. It, so. In the shadows, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does. I guess. Okay, I, I think we're cool with plasma horns. It also reminds me of the the dog things from Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, fair. But I, I mean, it's obviously not that. But yeah, that's what it reminds me of. So it's, we'll obviously hor- it's obviously horrible. Well, <laughs> yes, obviously. But uh, I'm going to go with Ghostbusters guy and Fair. Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Rick Moranis, right? Yes. It is? Okay, Fair yeah. yeah. I, I was Fair. like, I, it came out, and then I'm like, wait a minute, is that? Yes, it is him. Anyway, uh, yeah. so next card up, Scout Armor. Uh, black Pip, Blue Pip, Armor, one defense. Put only on trucks, tanks, wreckers, or Constructicons. When the, so the upgraded characters KO'd, draw two cards. Okay, so for a while, like way back when we, we had interviewed Drew, I think this might have been a Gen Con, or maybe it was after Gen Con, and he said something about upcoming Constructicon help, and I wonder if this was the card he was thinking of. No, he meant designated target. Okay, because uh, just like you said, Constructicons feels very random, I when I think Scout Transformers, as in not like the the toy size class, but the like somebody who's I guess the the military function of scouting. I don't imagine any Constructicon. Those are not the ones that come to mind. So I'm very. I don't know. Granted, there aren't too many uh, tank scouts either. I guess I don't know. It 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 doesn't really flow there. I'm not sure how it got here. I know why it's on there, and I oh okay. I thought about this. I thought about this the other day. I mean, it uh, makes I, sense to fit with their theme, but go ahead. I, I had sold a set of Constructicons, and I was looking at them. Um, they don't have alt modes. They all just say Constructicons on because they're because when you have to fold them, there's just not enough room. Yeah, to put, put to put it like the same reason why. But well, I guess um, I'm. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Like the the Optimus from Sentinels is not a truck either. It's because he has to make tat. Right, right. So they don't have alt modes. So that's why, like, by giving. If this could go on trucks, most of them should be trucks. 
So that's yeah. why they can put put it on there. But, but why are the Constructicons even here at all? Like, I mean, I, I, I get it, but uh, it's so random. I, I don't get me wrong, it, Wizards. If you're out there listening, I love that you guys are doing something for them. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. That's so weird. But anyway, it, it about the card itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, do tell me, Scott. Do you care? No. Yeah, I, I'm not excited about this at all. I definitely, like I said, I guess out of the three, so the wreckers seem to be suicidal, so I get why thematically it goes there. Tanks and trucks, sure. Um, Constructicons I mean, at least fit smoke, the theme. It's better than Smoke Cloak, right? It's better than oh, smoke yeah. Cloak. Well, uh, yes, but we're not... But we're not exactly setting an Olympic high jump bar here when we're saying better than Smoke Cloak. But it's black and blue, so I mean, like, yeah, it, you want to play black and blue armor better than that. It certainly has functions. I just don't... I Right now, I think the best option may be in Constructicons, to be perfectly honest. I don't like... Like, these cards never work in... Like, okay. I don't want to say never. These cards only work in card games in combos... Mm-hmm. That like you would put something on them and then and yeah then, you involuntary and, promotion the thing you put this on draw some right. cards and that's a turn I guess right but like it's remember how in the other cards were like oh sticking sticking pep talk on a whatever is a good thing to do like this is not what you want to be doing so yeah especially because you're you're you need your opponent to cooperate. So, like, if you want the card draw, you're not getting it. And if you want the armor, guess what? You're getting two cards. <laughs> like, right, 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 exactly. Like, uh, chat does have a good point. I was going to bring that up, too, um, about it, what you said, where it's it's just being another blue-black. Right. Overwhelming advantage. Right, right, exactly. So, Better like, smoke cloak. Exactly. yeah, you, well, or even just more redundant smoke cloak. So, if yeah, you, like, really fair. want that many. Yeah, that's fair. As to, like, the actual... It, like, I'm trying to find usage for it as, I mean, maybe overwhelming advantages as intended, but I feel like it's intent, the the true purpose of the card was to do it, what the card text says, and I don't, I guess Constructicons are the best option for that, I don't know. No, I think, I think the true nature of the card is basically like, here's another way of downgrading, putting a black, putting dual pips on a card, so like, you know, mm-hmm. like... Again, for like brawn and things like that. Yep, it's really good. And then we have to we have to negate its advantage of having two pips somehow. So we're going to make it only plus like you know only plus one, and we're going to make it so it's it can only go on certain modes, similar to other mm-hmm. dual dual pip cards. And that's how we're going to quote tone it down. I think I think it's yeah. fine. But I don't I don't think it'll have, I I don't know what where it'll receive play. Constructicons are coming back I, again. I just have to repeat that I do really appreciate that they do have legacy support cards even if this one isn't really going to push them into the limelight it is so cool because for outside of the competitive realm if somebody says yeah i want to play devastator what do i have in the new sets well nothing well actually you do have something if you really like constructicons you could play this card at probably kitchen table i don't know yeah I, i don't like these type of effects in card games i never have like yeah yeah they don't force the issue, so... Right. But, we got it. So, we're going to deal with it. <laughs> but we're also going to move on. 
<laughs> so yep, that's fair. Uh, after scout armor, we have versatility. So it is a blank pip action. Choose one of your characters when it attacks for the first time this turn, and you flip at least one battle icon. Repair one damage from it for each different color among battle icons you flipped. So we did get some cool artwork. We do get potentially a big heal, but do we get a thumbs up from Scott Landis on this card? I mean, we get more of a thumbs up than we do for Medic. Okay, again, um, we're not we're not talking like <laughs> Olympic high jump bars here, like that. I I could trip and fall over the the, the bar, like Medic <laughs> is bad. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fair. Um, um, I mean, I is this usually going to be a Medic? Just a very awkwardly worded one. Probably, but at the same time, like if you if you're building the deck, like the you know. Um, the Master Metallicado deck, the Brawn type deck, like, if, mm. if that's the type of deck you're playing, like, the problem with this card is that it's blank, right? So, like, it doesn't combine with itself, whereas, like, Master Metallico clearly combines with itself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so flipping redundant copies of it is bad. So, I don't know how many you can actually ever run because it has no pips. Um, it would have to be your only pips. Yeah, your only non-pip card in the deck, probably. Right, so, like, now we're back to, like, ways to use it outside of there, and then we're back to like, the Battlefield Legend-type examples of like, getting it out of the scrap pile, because you get it or so, like... Yeah, except you, you wouldn't even be able to use this with Battlefield Legend, like, if he attacked, which is the sad part. What, off the... Yeah, like, if you flipped it off his, off his attack... No, I'm just talking about ways to like get I, it back, like I know, Skywarp yeah, and things like that, like Skywarp and stuff like that. Right. It's so, I don't know. I I get why it is the way it is because the hypothetical upside it it could be huge, like I'll oh, heal four or five or something. But the reality is, to your point, without uh, the Master of Metallicato deck, I don't know. Um, it's the cool to see like, off-road in the art. I don't know. The problem is, like, and I, I get it. Um, and I think, I think, I think we'll have a future episode where we talk to some of the designers about what the what the theory. But like, I get that putting healing in the game and repair, I guess, in the game is too a plethora of it becomes too powerful. But at the same time, mm -hmm. repairing characters, and this is the same thing in any and a lot of games that. The window where you actually can repair a character is there are two two natural states of either being not enough damage to care, no damage on them at all, or okay, you start out no damage at all, can't use can't use repair card, not enough damage to care, probably a lot versus just not on the field anymore because they got KO'd. Like those three scenarios come up a lot more. Like I got to repair. It's similar so, to the black pip grid from way yeah. back when of what are the scenarios where you want it and it it's very difficult and that's even outside of card games healing is frequently very difficult to balance in say video games because it's exactly that scenario either the healing is worthless or it's so overpowering because you can never push meaningful damage 
and then it, it the it becomes an arms race of I have a ton of healing, so then I need to one shot everything, and then yep. suddenly everyone's a glass cannon. Yep, it's like that's 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 a really great example. That yeah. happens a lot in a lot of the other games I play. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, let's see. Play. I can't imagine it ever being more than a one of, and I like. I I, I would like a better Skywarp <laughs> to exist, and then we'd be fine. But like, mm-hmm. I you know, again, like if the multi pip deck exists with like Brawn and Master of Metallicado and cards like that, then I think it's fine. Like, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's going to depend on whether or not because because you can't. I don't think you can run think that like you're just doing the card itself a disservice you're running into tools so yeah i so i i made a joke offline that uh the tagline for the tweet with this uh lucky dodge and uh plasma horns because they were all revealed together said that that i think the tweet said something like variance is a good thing or something to that effect i made a joke offline that it sent a chill up my spine because Every time I've seen those words in other contexts, it has been unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not, at least in this case, if these cards turn out to be as, for lack of a better way to put it, weak as as we're kind of painting them to be in most scenarios, I guess it's fine. But it's, uh, I don't know. It, when it's balanced by the randomness in general, I'm a, not usually a fan. This one... And the other cards, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. They just kind of lean on the side of the fence where the power level's not there. I mean, this still does something unique, which is it can heal a lot of damage. A lot of a lot of right. cards can't can't do right now. So, like, I mean, it definitely has the, and I like the fact that it's 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 like balanced because like it only happens once and all that other stuff. So, I think it's a well designed card. I just I don't know what kind of pips you could have put on it. Like, I think you could have put a bunch of those weird. Like combat pips on it, and then you would the tribal fine. pips, yeah, yeah. Chat was saying I mean, that like, also. I didn't get a chance to bring that up yet. Yeah, I think like you would have put it like certain like pips like that on, and I think it would have been fine. Yeah, that's probably true. But then again, at the same time, if you had, if this was another master of Metallicato, and you had three tribal pips, I'm assuming at the design table they were saying, okay, the break point can't be. Where the common most common scenario can't be a heal three or better, um, in which case this plus Master Metallicato plus something else is like six to nine or more triple pip cards before you even get to other things. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um, but if they if like they were ones that Metro Place didn't care about, I guess you would say I don't know. Yeah, that would be fine. Yeah, that's but. probably true. Well, I don't think versatility is going to light things on fire, but I do always hold out hope personally for a a uh, a ratchet focused build. So maybe we'll see. There you go. <laughs> uh, so we'll move on to close up with well a callback to a character we discussed a few weeks ago, and that's Wingspan. The reason he's relevant again is because we got his stratagem. Now we saw Wingspan from Toy Fair. He got his official reveal this week or this past week and his stratagem is strategic airlift one star as always when you have wingspan data processor on the battlefield and an upgrade is scrapped from one of your other characters 
put that upgrade under Wingspan. So for those of you who don't remember, Wingspan is the character that get in alt mode has plus one defense for each card under him. So he'll be nine stars at this stage. And I think we kind of go back to the same discussion we had when he was first revealed, but one of the important issues is resolved of you didn't really want to spend a whole lot of time upgrading Wingspan. Well, you don't want to spend a lot of time flipping him. That too. Was my, yeah, I mean, the, the I'll just start out by saying the interesting negative about it. Okay, so the, the positive is you're basically setting yourself a whole bunch of flips. Absolutely. Um, because because the character itself gets the put cards underneath him ability in bot mode and makes use of those cards underneath him in alt mode. So like even if you had a bunch of cards underneath him, like he may not even get a chance to use them. Right. Without without like a bunch of like I mean he will if you can obviously set it up where he does, but like it's it's hard. Um the way that we were talking about it last time was basically like because he was a specialist, like, you know, multi tool was his best friend just place the multi-tool right away, put the multi-tool underneath him, etc. He would just start to build himself up real easily. But again, you that took up two flips to, to actually ever put him in the defensive mode that you want to be in. Now, yep. because the other characters can do it, getting the bonus right away, which makes him even more of a cop um, to get himself to these defensive numbers that are, like, ridiculous. And um, I, so I think that's very powerful. So now, if he's your last attacker, let's say in a three wide deck, like your your other characters, like first of all, if they get KO'd and have upgrades, they go underneath. If they play things like grenade launchers and javelin like that, they go underneath him. Yep. Um. So chances are, when he actually goes out to attack without spending a single flip, which is very important, he's going to be much higher defense than he was before. So the stratagem is really awesome for like to play him fairly and like makes him way more playable again to play him fairly. Um, and, I, and you, you would know better than me. Like, I think it makes him more of a combo enabler too, because you can just stick a, he can get a bunch of cards underneath him. Probably. Well, fast. it does the, I don't know. It, to that point, it does give you another, it, like we've mentioned it on a number of other cards, both tonight and in previous episodes, whenever you can do something that is unique it's something to keep in mind. So a lot of cards give you plus attack or plus defense or, or you know, draw you some, some amount of cards, those sort of things. You have a variety of options, but you only have a single card in the game that lets you take another turn sort of thing. So mm-hmm. this is a similar effect where there are other cards that put things under them. There are other cards that KO well, they KO themselves typically, or you know, other cards from your deck like Daring Escape or the the Soundwave uh, Recover Cassette, that sort of thing. This lets you remove cards from the game by sticking it under him, and it is not unreasonable to get a decent number under. So yeah, there is the potential for a a slow Daring Escape build where you build this guy up so he's basically unkillable in combat. How quickly that'll happen, I'm not sure, but uh, there is the potential, and then you just go, all right, well, you'll never kill me. Eventually, I'm going to daring escape, or I'm going to whatever. Um, I'm sure at some point down the line, we'll get a card that says, for every card you have under a character, do thing, Uh, but right now, we don't have that. It's definitely possible. I just don't know 
if you go second, you would get, they're probably going to punch him, depending on the remainder of your team, because it'll be the easiest or best interval for them to do something to him. And then Mm -hmm. you'll get three, maybe four upgrades on him. So he'll have five defense, seven with flips. It's possible he still survives, but given the amount of burn cards that are going to be running around, he could be, you know, he has 10 damage on him, and then somebody looks at him funny from a bludgeon deck, and he and he dies. So it may be more cute than powerful, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I, mean, I don't think it's going to be a KO way. What was that? I don't think he's taking a, take a bunch of damage. Well, I think if you, so if you're going second with him, and they just attack him on one. They'll put some amount of damage, like mm-hmm. say two or three. Then their follow up attack does some additional amount of damage. I don't know how much. And then it's a question of can they kill him with a single burn card at that point, or how much more effort is required? Because if you're using the stratagem, he's nine stars, so it's a, it's a significant chunk of your starting team. Yeah, and then, I mean, have we ever figured out a strategy to add to the star cost, or are they just cost the star? I think they just cost the star, right? I believe so. I haven't seen anything to say. I'm assuming you're thinking for the purpose of, like, ready for action, stuff like that. Or just, yeah, like, bigger they are, things like Right. I think I think they just, I think, I think I heard you say, and all for all intents, they're a star card, so they wouldn't add to the, they just add to your starting, like, the, the amount of stars you can have in the deck, but not to mm-hmm. like the character themselves. So it's it's still relevant for those purposes. But right, I got you. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it again. It's something unique and cool that he can do that other cards. I mean, you got your nemesis, your hot rod, uh, your. There's a couple others. There might is there one? I thought there was one other, but maybe maybe you're right. Um, but if there isn't, then it just adds more accolades to him, I guess, sort of, mm-hmm. uh, that you can do this. Now, I don't know. I, re- I really do want to try that. I don't know if it's going to happen. We still haven't seen whether we get his counterpart pounce or not and whether that will also further buoy this idea. But we'll have mm-hmm. to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other people have mentioned that. I don't even know. So, yeah, they they're kind of a a package deal typically. So, um, but yeah, I I don't know. I think I don't really have much else to add on this guy because we did talk about him before, and I think this does shore up one of some of the biggest complaints we had about the character. Oh, yeah, I don't right. know if it's still doing enough because if you are playing him fairly, I agree, saving the flips is important. But at the same time, I don't know if you're getting enough for nine stars, putting aside the the daring escape or other weirdness. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so that actually wraps it up for this batch of cards. Any any final thoughts on the reveals from this go round, Scott? Uh, no, I mean I, I like. Um, I think the set continues to have synergy with itself. Um, as well as has continues to have individually powerful cards in the decks that they want to have them. So I think 
I think they under, I think they realize that again with a with a forty card deck and X number of character limit, you need to you need to make cards that are you're not going to see them universally, but when you do see them in the right build, they make a difference. And I think that's the smart way to make to to put to push the be pushing the game. Right. There is something to be said, or kind of where you're going with it, that having for somebody on the outside looking in, even at a competitive level of, and people at a competitive, like coming with a competitive mindset to the game are going to recognize that, yeah, a lot of decks are going to look quote unquote samey because they're utilizing the best cards, but you can disrupt that by having these archetype specific for most intents and purposes cards where it's super powerful in that deck and only that deck. So it kind of like artificially uh, introduces diversity in the deck list because that deck wants this stuff and that deck wants that stuff. But then when you look at a top eight list, it's like, okay, well, seven of the eight decks are wildly different and then one is a slight variation on one of the others because they're all taking different directions as opposed to all right, I'm just going to play all the best blue cards, I'm going to play all the best orange cards, and whatever characters I like. Yeah, and again, when we sit down with people, I think we should we should state that, but I, mm-hmm. I think I think that'll be a... that'll be like a yes, we did this on purpose, and yes, I'm glad you found type of thing, but like... Right. I still think it's the right way to go. Yeah, I'd agree. And it's intelligent. intelligent. Exactly. I've We both played other games that had similar philosophies i think or the the way that the structures of those games you know that's how they worked and i think it's if nothing else and there are a lot of benefits if nothing else i think it feels and appears healthier than just even and it where i'm going with this is it's not unhealthy that like all the orange decks are running very similar cards they can be wildly different decks it's just that I guess to the untrained eye, that appears bad because it's like, oh, all those decks are the same. I think Magic has gone this route recently too. Like when, even when I look at decks now, not that I know what any of the cards do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what um, we- <laughs> um, it's like it's like here's a creature that like looks like it should be universally played. It's like only really good in this tribal deck that interacts with like you know these other, and not even the whole deck needs to be tribal. It interacts with this other card only in this deck. And so then it seems individually powerful, but only shows up in this deck. Right. And so that those lists, obviously, without without people, you know, a bunch of people running the same deck. Yeah. Same archetypes um, winds up doing that as well. And I think that's clearly the philosophy that the company is going with. Because it just broadens the number of cards you actually want to play the game. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think it's very smart. So, yeah, I definitely agree, and I I think it's cool because it also, especially in a game like Transformers, where Magic, I mean, yes, Magic years ago now, it's funny because start playing Magic when there wasn't a gigantic overarching storyline in the background, and then watching it get introduced compared to now, where it's been the norm for probably longer than it wasn't, is a little weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, in a game like Transformers, where it's okay, the wreckers are a thing. Somebody could latch onto that and be attached to that idea. But you could also make all of those little pockets of ideas, like the bludgeon deck, the the wrecker deck, the the whatever deck, 
make them all powerful because you can more you have a the design team i think has and i could be wrong on this well like you said we'll have to get their thoughts i feel like they have more knobs and levers when things are siloed in this fashion so they could push the power level because it's only going to be good here and by definition now that's going to push out these other cards so you're kind of capping how crazy it can get yes that's yeah that's true and very fair point yeah, it's something that I've always appreciated in other games that took a similar tact. So I, I love that it is showing up here. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they're going to say, yeah, that's exactly what we meant to do, uh, without putting words in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the balance is, you said, there's into other to video games. It's just like, it forms a tier system where hopefully the, the tier two and three things don't just get pushed out completely. But right. I haven't seen that happen here, so just positive. So exactly. So uh, tier tier four are getting pushed out, but not your tier two are pushed out. There's there's a line in the sand somewhere every time. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Look, like we we can only do so much. <laughs> right. It's a heavy load to carry, and mm-hmm. my back is tired. Uh, yeah, anyway, fair. so I think that'll do it for us. As always, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and please tune in next time for more Tech Talk.